0: Alright folks, welcome back to the Made to Prayer podcast. You're joining us on episode number eight of season number three and I really do hope that you've been enjoying this season and uh, we've only got a couple more episodes to go before we wrap this one up. Just want to say a word of thanks to everybody who has listened in to the previous episode with uh, all Protestant boys. Uh, we had a great response to that, and uh, a lot of people saying that they really connected with that story, and that there was a lot of emotion involved with it, and some of the stuff that they, they shared was quite emotional in terms of what uh, the bond of actually went through. So thank you everybody for um, checking that particular episode out. Today we are joined by Jackie Thompson, and Jackie Thompson is a member of the Donega Faith and Drum Club, and uh, Jackie was also one of the... Guys behind the formation of the Bally Halliburton Followers of Rangers, who you'll have heard Andy McAdam talking about in regards to being an influence on the, the Black Skull in the, the early days and uh, Jackie and me had a conversation quite a few weeks ago now and uh, lots of great stories and a uh, really nice bloke to, to connect with and uh, really looking forward to sharing this episode with you so I'll be back a wee bit later on as usual just to give you some updates and links to the book and uh, everything else um, so until then, sit back, relax and enjoy the conversation with Jackie Listen Jackie, you're very welcome on the, the podcast great to have you on and uh... I appreciate you taking the time out to, to speak with us thanks very much for your invite um uh as i say
1: i'm a i'm a recent convert to you what had i say it? i knew I mean absolutely nothing about it and it was a boy eddie tourney time me put it and i tuned into um the black scullion that was the first tune that I tuned into and i just goes that that is a balance guide to the backbone and as uh-huh. I say, I texted the boys. asses here. Log on to this here. This is what being a bondsman's all about. So that was me. I want to say I listened to the pray to the May and then um, a couple of your book readings, and and the middle lesson uh-huh. to um, uh, Garthmo, the, the the book reader. We um Garth Mulverna, is it called the book reader there? He's... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and listen them half road to that in there. So um,
0: touching up. No worries. Well, no, I appreciate that. No. Whatever way people get listening into it, happy days. I mean, and there's something I like to think that there's something in there for everybody. You know, there's a, a wee story for everyone. So, Jackie, maybe a good place for us to start, like I always do with most of the guests coming on the podcast, is talk to us about how you first got involved with bonds. What what sparked your interest? My first
1: involvement with the bond scene was really my dad was on a lodge in Kirkushin. For only nobody doesn't know where is. It's a wee it's a town on clock, right down the Arts Peninsula. And my dad was in that lodge. And my first, and being with bands was a county band or a pipe band, as you want to know. And I was carrying the string of the lodge. And even to this day, that old smell of the tartan, you know, that, that tartan material, I, I would still drift you back that sort uh-huh. of day, believe it or not. well Well, I wasn't involved in the band then. but You know, that was my first band scene. But in that same wee village, clocker, there was a wee... Um, band, an accordion band, Calhame. Uh-huh. Uh, once again, that's a wee town line. But their band, Scott Memorial Accordion, and I was a bit maybe 10. And I, I joined that accordion band, Button Key, because during, during our away at that time, at the the pronounced it. Every village was a, an accordion. Flips was unknown. When I say Flips was unknown, Ballywilder had what we would class uh, music band, it's still had this there, our melodies were class them. Uh-huh. But every village was a accordion, accordion, accordion the whole way up from ferry the whole way through. So I joined that band, uh, I was seven, maybe 10. And I was in that band for a good eight or nine years. It was just a straightforward accordion a right. band, button key. And that was my first involvement, oh, getting into bands. And then uh, out of bands for a couple of years, still went to parades now, like, no problem. But then uh-huh. our, the band, Billy Hellberg, our followers are Rangers, I'm really here to talk about A few of the guys in the village had been just talking about getting a wee band going, you know, sort of a, a flute band. And uh-huh. that was, that was, that was unknown that, you know, that we were, sure, everybody's according where are you going to flute And you're talking about a village, like, oh, 300 folk maximum left in Billy you know, uh-huh. and, um, the start of bond was a, was a big step, but that was my first sort of movements in, in the bond scene.
0: Cool. And then if you roll back a wee bit just for the accordion bond, do you remember what it was like going down to first practice and learning how to play and all? What was, all, what was that experience like for you? At the first sort of experience
1: was, it was a, a very cool old hall. It was just an old orange hall. It's a toilet. Right. You know the the best that stick to it was it was absolutely Baltic. It was freezing out, you know, and you were sitting, you were sitting <laughs> in a, a, a electric fire, trying to learn accordion tunes, you know. But that that was the same, uh-huh. and, and that's a bit that sticks with you. But you you still enjoyed it, you know. You you've got it here. There's a wee tune, and you're talking to him. You played on it, took it away way on it. The accordion was never. I wouldn't say it's a hard instrument to learn. It was if you if you're stuck at it, you are going to learn to tune on it, no problem, you know, that was it, but the, that was uh-huh. my, you know, that's the memory of six you just going to a dark curl hall, that sounds bad, like, right. but, you know, I happened to put lots of guys away, and you, I was jumping, jumping on, the, on the bus to go to Clock, you say Billy Herbert Cloggy was about six miles away, you were jumping on the bus, and then the barn the kept me, would have brought you back in, but within that barn, what kept me at it, I had about I had four cousins in it, and um, right. so uh, there was a sort of uh, what it was a family connection. But we were all in the band together, sort of thing, in a sense. And uh, that's. Uh, but my first twelfth of the coronation band, I, I really know, I couldn't say I remember it, but, but I, know, I, I just right. can't remember it. I know, I remember where we walked to. You know, Callum was away, it's in the centre, Chloe. But we actually walked to a place called Ritala. And that's a bit, i'm sure two men you walk to this place for on and that's where you that was the whole length of the village you know and it was, mm. so that was the sort of first periods
0: and what would do you remember what your actual first parade was i mean in terms of how long did it take you from picking up an accordion learning to play to you right walking with the band? well it's like everything else it depends what time you joined the accordion band,
1: you know I found the accordion band at that stage when the time get you in the road as quick as possible, even though you were just maybe a couple of tunes in below your belt, but at least you were learning who to are and you were filling the wee space. It was a wee small accordion band, maximum maybe 14 to 16 accordions is the best of time. So if another space was getting filled with somebody and the wee accordion on them, that was dead on, you'd fill, fill the space. But you're going to pick up a tune and accordion within a couple of weeks from joining the band on here fight the good fight. It was the first time I remember playing that. That was the first week, and you got fight the good fight. It was it was the we end right. you took that and you just you kept playing But then it was you were playing at your pace. But we went to band practice, you know, that was the tune you knew and you were trying to you suddenly really here I'm two or three notes behind behind everybody else, uh-huh. you know, sort of thing. <laughs> so so it's, it's just a slow I think everybody learned some that they're a certain pace, you know, and if you're keen enough, you get a, a couple of tunes in a week. But then you had to memorize them. I mean, it wasn't a matter of, Aye. it was all up on here. There wasn't a thing stuck on the end of your accordion. It was <laughs> getting them in the memory bank here. And that was, that was it like.
0: So, uh, it was, no. but. And how did you take to the whole idea of parading and stuff then? Did you find that easy enough or was it, you know, a.
1: But at the, at the time when the accordion Bands was on the go, as I say, doing their way, every village had them, we would have held things known as Scotch Nights. Right. Now, why they were called Scotch Nights, I don't really know. Maybe they're linked to Scotland. As I say, Billy Hilbert would be closer to Scotland than like they am to you in Belfast, you know. That's <laughs> 20 miles across, and you're 25 miles away. So, yeah. But there were Scotch Nights, and the bands paraded it in their villages. And what they did then was, they would have went to a field. And you've marched in the field, did counter marching, stopped in the middle of the field, and then a judge would have went up and down the ranks. Right. And he would have marked you here, your ties no straight, or your shoes need polished, or your. And at the end of the night, you would have got a form saying, here, you had 63 points, and this is here where you lot yourselves done. You had this X, Y, and Z. All right, okay. It's like the, the parade you handed the same, but that's the way they used to do them then. So you were always on. You were always on to go with parading, mm-hmm. which was at, at Brookie end. Of the the twelfth day, you were walking in there only here, regardless of the matter. You just here. It's a twelfth day. I'm going to to enjoy yourself here. And yeah, but that was the way that the most of the bands worked in there at that time. just
0: they, they, was known as Scotch nights. Right. Okay. And then obviously you were saying there. After a certain period of time, you then progressed into. The, the Bally-Halbert followers of Rangers, a few of us got together and decided we're going to form, form this band, and obviously uh, a flute band. So how come yous went from, you went from the whole accordion thing and, and, and the flutes? What, 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 what prompted that, and how did that all well, go for you As I say, accordions was
1: the, just... That was the format. Flutes, a, a, and they seemed to be in the... In the rising at all. And for somebody to even suggest there was, there was a there was like a, there were four boys. There was Marcel, Michael Gallagher, who's dead and gone there just in the last couple of years, Paul McWaters and Raymond Mulligan. And we got the first flute. And we said, listen, let's start a flute band. And there wasn't the only as could play a flute. We you knew, knew absolutely knew nothing about flutes. Do you do. know, Winston. But same bonds with flute bonds. the accordion band we had in Belly was just at its end, era, and they were a good accordion band too. They'd you know, whipped their intermediate championships and things got like there. And that was in 1877. And on the August meeting at our Lodge, I asked for the use of the Orange Hall for a kid with. We're thinking about the use of the hall for a flip band. Now, it wasn't ex- there was lots of me and I go for it, but there was other inner members said, "Here, Are you sure you had decent band here? The accordion band's still going, but the accordion band was at its stage. It was just starting to fade away." Right. Okay. So we got the hall. We got the use of the hall. Formed the band in 1877. We got the warden. The villages, the, the main secondary school happened to be in Billy Hilbert, even though, as I say, we had only a population, of about 300 of And out of that, like maybe about 14 or 15 fellas, you know, uh-huh. that would the on. We got the word the schools, and the first meeting in the Orange Hall, it's a bit September time then, must have been about 40 guys in their Orange Hall that night. Wow. So that was some encouragement, and that was the very first great right, boys. That's us, we know what we're going to do formed a sort of committee of guys that five or six of them four guys and another couple of guys that would would hear we're the backbone here because these was young fellows coming in that i didn't even know who they were they were coming from bally welder sure which was our main which was our main catchment area even though bally welder had a, a, a melody banner part music band but the young uh-huh. the young team weren't wanting into that they were wanting, wanting something else they were wanting something else so we got our first we got went into the Essie's new no Essie's no, when well, you went New no Essie's meeting no, there's road, yeah. I think it was Mary, it was it Mary the Caldera woman, on it? it was Mary, and I think her ma and the, the Essie shop. And we got our first sort of five flits or six flits that there. And boys just threw the money in to buy their own flits, and that was our first lot of flits. Uh-huh. Just start from there, and rule. just boys came in at the practice and kept fundraising you know, the usual fundraising way at yeah, that yeah. time. It was. Out poker tickets and and ballots and things to get there until we could buy more flits. And uh, but that was who we actually just started with. None of absolutely knew absolutely nothing about flits. We hadn't a clue. We got their first bandmaster we got a buy was Ronnie Birch. And Ronnie came from Ballywalter and Ronnie was in a band called The Star of Down from Bangor. Right. And they were they were a big flit band at that time, a big blood and thunder band. There was only, and I could say, I could sort of vaguely remember as a Blood and Thunder band, the Red band. And we got Ronnie and he was our first bandmaster. And he came down then, and Green Beret or something was our first tune up in the Blackboard, you know. the right. to, 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 to That sort of thing. <laughs> so that was where, just basically, from the very
0: basic, that's who we started off. Brilliant, and then so so yeah. Obviously, it, things really kicked off with this guy coming on board because you were saying that a lot of you had no experience of playing the food or being part of a flute bond. So you're really relying on, heavily on this guy, kind of giving you some direction and stuff, weren't you, Ronnie?
1: Ronnie was he was he there on? But he was he was at the sea. He was, he was on the the uh, the, the liners. And last time he was on, I think it was a Belfast a Liverpool boat. He was on too. So. At times, we've already get them at the practice, but here, listen, guys, there's anybody here, we're going to just hey, play what we're playing. And we then, as, as maybe, maybe nine months or up to a year, we've got the boy, Junior Headley. Junior came from Ards. Uh, I can only say, Junior was a, a character, that's all I'm saying. But <laughs> a, what, what a flute player, what a size and nothing, five foot three, but with a Climbed over a wall, you know, sort of thing, run through a wall, just generally these sort of guys. Hard to handle, but a passionate bandsman to the backbone. And as I say, we started 77, we're formed. The first 12th was 78. By 81, Junior had fired marches into us. Galanthia, Larivi Pass, uh-huh. Oswald. And this is to boys that absolutely knew nothing about flutes. And right. we made that one with with inside that. That period, not maybe the standard that bands are made and new, but you're talking about within that two or three year period, we were learning marches as well as blood and thunder tunes. Sure. Great wee bands, man. wee Once again, no longer with us either, but he was, he really put it in us. Listen, boys, this is, you know, we were the C key or the D key sort of thing that left it. But here, you play this for this, you play this for that, and marches you
0: sort of thing. uh uh-huh. and, and he was he really moved this forward. Right, okay. Mm-hmm. And where did the name come from? Because obviously probably Halbert, Followers of Rangers, not really a standard name for a band, I suppose. So how how did this land there? Well, i just from talking to you that you were wanting to get in touch with me, I
1: asked a couple of boys, you know. Where do we come up with name? And they said, "You come up with it, Thompson." You, you said followers. <laughs> I can't, I can't hold my hand up to it, but I'm going to take the credit for it. <laughs> you know, I, 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 instead of being like, listen, they were they were all Rangers supporters at time, you know, and and uh, that that followers are Rangers flip on. was uh, a couple of boys said, "You come up with us." "Well, that's okay, boys. I'll take the credit." And um, it, it's funny, you know, sort of thing how things materialized with all those followers rangers billy hillibert and the bond and then remember mo, mo johnson Saint for us uh, and that was like a july time you know when we right. went, remember, <laughs> and i had to get a big i got a big sticker former followers arranged across the base drum, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but that's what they, i know and then i was listening to just your boy the black skull on you know, the black Skull, andy mcadam he was saying uh, but they, you know, he had heard the followers of Rangers say that was you know his sort of uh, yeah. inspiration. And he mentioned the marches and so on. Uh-huh.
0: I'll
1: tell you a wee story about that. We went to Scotland then, about three years in the trot. We made the LP in 81. And asked his last lesson. We'll take three of these boxes of LPs we have to Scotland. Make a kill. And that'll pay for the LPs. Pay for a trip and everything across. Sure. It was a bit... I think it was 20, bu- 20 LPs or 25 LPs and the cardboard box. We've got a rucksack, two sets of boxes in the back of the rucksack. Spur based drummer, whacking all the time, he carried the rucksack, the LPs. Uh-huh. And we were going to sell them in the field out there. At that time, you remember Russ Abbott now, TV? Yes. And he, would have, was good. he would went there, scorched things, see you, Jimmy, see you, Aye. Jimmy. <laughs> Third bass drummer at that time was a big boy, Ronnie Williams. He got he, he was, that was Cal Joe. His name was Ronnie, but his dad was called Joe. And um, they the switched the, over every time to play the bass drum, through us our rucksack on and got to the feed and I shouts at Joe, where's the LP's at, Joe? I get them the Jimmy there. He was whacking up the side of the lodge. And everybody went, Jimmy, see you, Jimmy. You know, the Ross <laughs> The boy did done a runner with the two boxes of the LPs oh, gone, dear. but lo and behold, I remember selling LPs in the field. So we must have had a lodge member that carried another box. Uh-huh. So Stephen, Andy, you ever talking to Andy again? Tell him if he didn't buy that record in the field, he owes us a fiver plus interest <laughs> since nineteen <laughs> <since> eighty-one, <1981. laughs> or else he is the name of the boy who bought them off because he owes us about two hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh brilliant. Oh man. Class night. Obviously, talk to me a bit about what you remember about recording the LP because obviously, you know, we've talked about, Andy talked about LPs in terms, obviously, the Black Schools first recordings were LPs. Obviously, the, the Bally Halbert Followers of Rangers LP came out way, way before that. Talk to me of what you about what you can remember of that recording process and how you went about doing it. Well, as I say, Junior had fired marches into us, even
1: though and the band, boys were still wanting blood and thunder, and boys was wanting marches, and, the, you know, we were getting a wee bit earlier, guys, my age is maybe four or five earlier than the other guys, and we're down in the LP, lads, we're going to hit a day half and half, right? That was agreed on. So, we, up at the Hoth, a matter of fact, this is where we recorded, and right. the place was, was Homestead Studios, and we went up there, and to my mind, it was like a... Would you know what a big, deep hen henhouse is? The big, uh, big, big henhouse, the sort of thing, the big... But that was like a quarter size, cut in half. And then there was a glass, a glass, big glass wonder where other boys would have sucked. Now, we didn't take our full bond. We only took about <coughs> Two side drummers and a bass drummer. And then it uh-huh. a dozen flutters. And, because uh, at the time, there was... The marches were needless to say, are always hard to learn and the, the order of blood and thunder. Yeah, but there was never theater practice, there was never only this idea here we're making an LP, lads, right? Let's play that tune, let's play that tune again. Let's but we, we just we didn't, uh-huh. we just talking us, away, but didn't he we say we're going to have to keep at this and keep at it? But just play the tunes and here, well, if have we that we've the march wrong here, just play that again, lads. But there wasn't any only sort of pressure on us,
0: yeah.
1: It was, yeah Huckle, and Homestead Studios is the guy. Did the full recording, put us in a bit, and then the drummers were all together. But this needs to say, the audio stuff must have been great in them days. So we listened to a couple of recordings that we'd done, and was, the drums was too, far too loud. They were just above the flutes and everything else. So he decided then he would fire the drummers, the bass drum and the other side drums out into this other we outhouse where they could look in a big glass window and see us. Uh-huh. And we were just figure hit the rolls and the drums because they're all five beat rolls, I think, in a real p that lands to stupid. hear it. Yeah, it is, all right. hit the drums and then we just come in. And we just did, did a record, and there was ne there was a couple, we drink I I can, there was a wee couple, oh you can hear a few out high hey, notes like in some of the like shores of Tripoli and things like that. Uh-huh. They were the ends that we were just the, the microphone was able the pick up there. Somebody's playing around the look here sort of thing. Uh-huh. But that was a recording was no pressure on it and just played away at it. And it, it was at that time, as you say, there was very few LPs on the go. I think the only the only it, it was at a cassette I had, and it was Milro Loyalists from Tubermore. Yeah. And I that was the end where they were laying across the road and the arch was behind them. Uh huh. And I had that sort of and I think I had a, a Craig Newt. From that like cricket, from Glasgow, like uh, they were sort of only two records
0: I had, and my sort of ownership at that time. Sure. The only, the only other one that I ever remember around that time. The only reason I remember it is because my granny used to, to play it all the time, whenever we came up to the, the Easter, and that was the Albert Bridge Accordion. My granny always played that all the time, and there was very few outside of that. I know the Miller Memorial had a, maybe an LP out of around about that time. There was,
1: you you could have got accordion LPs, like even, as I say, the Bond Hilbert Band, uh-huh. that Billy Hilbert Accordion, they had the LP. They made their LP about 71 or so. Uh-huh. But they made it with another tour. The
0: other accordions band, maybe with Dunloy and some other body. you know, they had the LP at that time yeah. as well. But- Were you surprised when Andy referenced the Bally-Halbert followers, the Rangers, because I have to say, whenever Eddie, obviously, Eddie Tony obviously, sourced a, a copy of the, the LP recently, and he sent me a wee digital copy of it, and I have to say, having a wee look down the track list, you can see very, very clearly where the skull and the pride of the Mail got some influence, because there's a lot, of, a lot of tunes on your on your LP make their way onto theirs as well. Yep, they do indeed, they do indeed. Last I got that, when I heard
1: that thing of the Black Skull, and we did it for it a 40-year thing there about two years ago, Followers of Rangers, Billy Hubbard, and got all the jumpers back on again, the blue jumpers, the twin stripes on it, now uh-huh. Glen Burrys and the bomb again, you know, so yeah. that, and then they started a WhatsApp group, and seven that turned the boys, a bit of Black Skull, had took well, uh, 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 their chest must have grown over <laughs> six inches, <everything. laughs> everywhere they went like sort of thing did you hear that in the the black skull like like you know that sort of so that was like an ejection into their cells it was like it was another flu job (laughs) 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 we didn't need a flu job that's enough to get us through the rest of our life we'll we'll live on that you know
0: yeah i know that there's some brilliant stuff in there because obviously you know when you when people talk about the like the black skull's first tape, you know, and they talk about you know, oh hearing Great Escape and all that kind of stuff, you know, that's on like Great Escape's oh, wow. on your LP. And yeah, then you yeah, go yeah. to the Pred of the Mail and they're playing things like Cromdale and, and you know Oswald and stuff. And it it's almost like you the, the as I said, the track listing, it could have almost been a direct lift with the, the stuff that you guys are playing. One of the tunes that you're playing on it, and I absolutely love it, is the two maids. Ah there you go. Oh look at that.
1: Brilliant. <laughs> love it. That's it. The two maids and the blue bell and road to the ends. You play that road to the ends there in introduction all the time yeah, there. That's right.
0: In. So there's no that's the two great. maids is one of those tunes that I absolutely, absolutely love. And oh. the guy that taught me how to play the flute, um Terry, um he Terry Hamilton in the Predator Raven, He introduced uh, the two maids and on the, the the Predator Raven and stuff. And I think if you go on to the I think their very first tape, Maroon is the colour. There's a recording of the two maids as well on it. So you're way 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 ahead of your time. We're great busy.
1: bouncy tunes. You, you know the thing about it, it's only now you appreciate so I'm not saying how good we were. It, it, that the sounds self, self-praised. But we were ahead of our, our time in a sense for flip bonds. It started off from absolutely nothing, with no, whatsoever. None of us could play flits whatsoever. As you and you're out chappy. your book there. I was I was listening to you you know, trying to teach boys to push their lip in and get it. And uh-huh. we were all like that. Like, your but I can remember my head was light trying to get to the <laughs> And no, you know, your head was dizzy, like, or something, yeah. you know, to even get a note in it. And within that 70s, 70, 78 to 81, we were firing out them, them marches. Like, I was never a march man. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. I'm, 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 I like to listen to a march if I'm sitting down in the Bonds Glen in uh march. Uh-huh. But I, I, I like to bounce a... Charles Wheel and Blue Rabbin, the boys are dairy. And that, that that that's that's my cat
0: like. Yeah, no, I think that that's I mean, even Big Andy talks about that there, you know, he loved the jigs and the reels, you know. And I suppose we all cause there were, I suppose one of the things I would have loved and that's maybe one of the things why I love the likes of the two maids and all, because of the tunes that kind of stand out to me is the ones that I picked up first. You know those yes. wee, the jigs and the rays were the ones that you learned, and it was almost like they give you that wee boost because you were picking them up and you were saying, "Here I'm getting this, okay?" And, you know I'm actually starting to remember some tunes, and they were the catalyst, you know, to become better, hundred percent.
1: And they were the easiest to pick up, and when you picked up a tune, and you knew it, that was see the sit in, and, and uh, you know yourself, I was four or five weeks before maybe you got there in March, and your and your head exactly to learn, whereas. To me, is that we booster. Yeah. And it, that's what I found with the band too. When you've got this sort of mix, the younger team wanting to go this way and the, the other team wanting to go marches, that's when you get boys drifting away. And, and it's hard to bring younger fellas into a band with mar- just completely yeah. marching. It's, it's, they just get so bored, whereas here, boys there's a Green Beret or there's whatever the case, may wee simple tune, and they get that little, and I them they have appetite for it, you know? I know, it, it, it
0: is, it's, and I think that's still maybe the case today. I know I haven't, haven't spent a lot of time in Melody Bonds, you know, it, so it, the of people that come in and want to learn how to play the flute, and it's when they hit the marches, and they hit the more difficult type of marches, and knowing that's maybe where the interest, as like you're saying, starts to go because it requires a bit more effort, requires a wee bit more concentration and stuff like that. And, and some of them are, you know, really some of them can be really difficult. And, and sometimes you you would have lost pretty decent flute players, the blood and thunder band, because they didn't want to maybe put the effort in and, and finalize all the marches and so on. See, when air band, as I say, we formed at that that time.
1: Now within say 81, that was our LP. We were losing, we were starting to lose boys. But when we formed up in 78, by '79, we had lost flitters, and Portie Bogie had started a flip band. We had lost flitters then, maybe the following year, and Clocky had started a flip band. Another flip band started, in Ballywalter Walter from membership of the Grey Abbey, who are still going, and so's Portie Vogie Red had Defenders, they're still going. Uh-huh. There's actually three bands boys. She started up again. Grey Abbey, they started a flip band from boys at Urban. Royal Crown, Harry Hearn, a great bondsman to you, Harry Hearn, he started Royal Crown. So, from Urban, we created another five bonds in the lower R's right. from boys. And we were still able, we had lean years, don't get me wrong, uh-huh. and we were losing full flutters because they didn't want to go marches. and But we were getting forced into marches because you're getting left maybe with 12 and 14 flutters. But look at that, we created another complete lifestyle of flips the whole way in the lower yards, which were all accordions. And we, so followers range of Bradley Helbert can take praise and not that, that here we did that. And everybody knows that. And um, as I say, them bonds are still going somewhere, which really? is a good thing.
0: No, good to get that kind of history out there as well. Because one of the things that I'm kind of keen on, especially with the podcast, Jackie, is, you know, is to is to keep these stories alive, you know, to keep this kind of information circulating. You know, it's yeah. people don't we don't forget where we've come from. We don't forget, you know, the the roots, the grassroots of the movement as well. You know what I mean? So it's great to hear uh, these stories. You're about to have a few classic stories from your time. In the band, you know, anything stand out for you, anything you can share that's you know, or <laughs> clean yeah, enough I, I to share. <laughs> there was tons of you Billy Hopper's a band
1: that enjoyed themselves. You know, we went to contest and so on. What what that they well, they were just a band that enjoyed yourself I'm not saying that they, they could are drunk or following or but they enjoyed playing, you had a good laugh. Say I rode to the end. I remember the boys they did it. Yeah, the back row would have been up and down, you know, It gets here but uh-huh. we'll Catch yourself on usually you get you know, trying it, but they they really enjoyed herself. And uh he just had a real good went to London there and everything else, and a great time. With a great leader at that time, a boy Bertie buddy. Bertie was an ours fellow and he came down to Billy Albert We were pulling boys from Arge to end the Billy Hilbert, like you know, and right. uh, the wanted to be in the band, because here her band consisted of boys from Port of Ferry, Port of Hilbert, the whole village, if you say, the population wasn't in the village. But we also had a lot of fishermen in our, our, our band, uh-huh. which, you know, band practice was here. It's the fishing boat's in the night, boys, that we're going to get our drummers in here the night. Right. Or it's the boys away at the Hearn, or then, then the Le Mon, or then Camelton. And it really... Here we're going, we're going. Can we go to this parade this Friday night, boys? Well, there's the fishermen going to band, and they'll be able to, the side drummers. be there, so it was, right. sh- it was. here. That's what happens on a Friday night. And sometimes you were going well. we only twelve. flips like the eight lads were heading to go melody. You know, it, it, that dictated to us as well, and it dictated. Our band practice went better in the winter time because the fishing boats weren't out, and we were uh-huh. getting the full band practice. You know, the great time. But I, I drifted up when a boy Bernie late great a great pole leader Bertie was unbelievable and he's to this day I've never seen anybody as better than him They might be like but Bertie was renowned the the lower arts on the archery for throwing that stick up in the air and um we loved to entertain our band loved to entertain I I don't think bands entertain as much now you you know they didn't get the crowd participation as soon as we stopped you know for a bit of a break our first thing was here Let's get a circle in the middle of the road and get Bertie in the middle of this circle, uh-huh. and he could have fire that. So he used to he get fired that stick up, and he used to bounce in the middle of the road and clap the hands about three or four times before the <laughs> stick. <was laughs> going. The boys used to say them they're that stick, Bertie. Great, <laughs> great, great leader, and as I say, there's nothing to this day that has touched him. But actually, there was great times in the bond,
0: brilliant. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. There's an element of you know the bonds. Entertaining people, you know that it's, it's obviously there's still an element of that. But I think you know I can recall you know back in the day even watching the Alexa, the Gertrude star, and the Gertrude are amazing bond still today. But you know like Jamie on the bomb pole really kind of you know doing innovative things. I remember watching him doing that that front flip thing and all that kind of stuff. He really went out and Alexa Skilly went out with the SPB and stuff as well. People trying to do something to connect with the crowd and everything as well. You know, I think, I think there's, there's an element, not that the band to become too serious, but we could we could do be a nice wee healthy balance of both there, couldn't we? Oh, definitely.
1: I think I, I just think new bands are the right, don't get me wrong, when you get to play, you get to play, but are you gonna not to please your shell? Are you gonna not to please the crowd? I think more so melody bands and even blood and thunder bands now. That's straight die straight as a face. They didn't even recognise anybody in the, in the street. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, and that's maybe me being a little saying that. I remember the la- last period parade up way up London Derry was I was there about three years ago, and I started to see the folk drift away. They just got they just, flip on, flip on, flip on, flip on, flip on, and it was nothing. It was just there was no there was nothing that was out in the crowd and the bands and. Whereas it used to be, like, white rock, you know, the bands that still entertain folk, uh, you, you could, the folk actually listen to hear that big sound of that big bass drum of white rock.
0: Yeah. There are
1: four bands back in here,
0: boom, boom. Mm-hmm.
1: And when they get by you, you can see the smell in the folk's faces. Now, I'm not I'm not being criticising melody bands, but a melody band can get by you, and it's maybe... Now, that means nothing. It's children's love, but it means absolutely nothing to... That crowd of folk, one out and maybe 50 folk will say, that's children's love, that band's playing. Yeah. But if you go by, we, sash, no sir, ain't. but they know it. Yeah. So I think we're lacking that wee bit of pulling, that, the, pulling the crowd back, Pez. Yeah. You're pulling that crowd back in, Pez, you know. There used to be an but I'm not a capable fast. the Regal. You remember the Regal? Oh, I remember the Regal.
0: Love the Regal. The Regal were amazing. No, no if you're talking about entertainment is that no band that could entertain oh my god it, 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 for me I loved watching the Regal I mean I was talking with someone who was I was talking to Stuart Boyd um, a guy who was on the podcast and his dad played saxophone in the Regal um, right. me and him had a great conversation I loved watching the regal, see them doing the birdie song the hokey cokey and they Dragon. just stopped as soon as they stopped somewhere they they weren't worried about whether here let's play our best pace it was like going is there a big crowd here let's right. let's turn on the style here and people love to see those guys coming they were am- amazing band. we'll miss them we'll miss a band of that caliber and that style now don't we Oh, well, to see that bass drummer, it was under Regal, that was Big Joe. Well, he was the bass drummer. Right. So that's
1: the sort of character we had. He was the life and soul of the party, no matter where you went. Uh huh. But you're right, see that Regal, they used to work in the County Down Parade, and, and they were you know, just, as you say, the boys, the base are exactly, and um, they went away doing and you know, lifting us here, and the leader was something else. But that was entertainment. The folk loved to see that. Now, that, that is something that is missing from bond parades to this day, like it definitely yeah. is. There's nothing there, there's nothing like them at all. And it, as I say, everything seems to be too regimental now. Mm-hmm. And then the bonds come up with this idea, oh we'll come out of the field and we'll put a fancy hat on us and and we'll we'll paint our faces and spray our hair. Oh god if you want to do that to Bonds now, how you sell a band parade how the fancy band parade. This is the twelfth day an orange man want to be like Michelle a dignified company it's her day that day uh-huh i, and I know it creates a bit of friction between bonds and lodges and so on but i think you had to say right boys i know maybe the crowd like it but I, I definitely do but i just i can't i can't warm into it at all that you're coming up with a tinsel in your hair and a, a scotch hat in your head it, it, it's, it's 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 no for the 12th of july and my, if you want and if. Fans want the day that well. Let's have a big band parade and everybody dances, fancy uh-huh. dress, let's let's call
0: it a cultural day and see what band can dress up the best. That's uh-huh. so it. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying, but I think it's about it's about trying to find that healthy balance, isn't it? About you know about having that kind of level of listening. Yeah, we want to present ourselves really well here, but we also want to show that we can have some fun. That this is a celebrated, this is a celebration event, and oh, the there needs to be a wee bit of maybe letting her down at some point and having a, a bit of fun with whatever and, and what that what that looks like. But I think you're right. I think we are missing something of that there because one of the things that I always mention, obviously having, as I said I've been in Melody Bonds all my life as well. And uh, one of the things that I, whenever I was, I took over doing the conductor's role at the Ball and Defenders, I entered, I, I was like going, listen, we need some crowd pleasers. We need yeah. some tunes yeah. that are just specifically for, Pleasing the crowd. And it was like, and I did, I brought in, I brought back Broad and Narrow, you know, the whole, the Re Rangers, madly. And, and I, everybody was, and was like, going, ah, what are we doing playing that? That's a real throwback. And I sort of see everywhere we went and soon we called that tune, the crowd went nuts with it. You know, it was like, it's one of those tunes that people were like brilliant. They were singing along, it was bouncing. And we yeah. introduced a few more of those type of tunes purely because that's what people want to hear that stuff. That is that's
1: that's that's what folk want to hear on the twelfth day is something that they can associate with the band and hear him that, that night and say, Listen, did you hear the Bally McCart playing that the streets of abroad and art? We're friggin' brilliant. Bolly McCart's a top glass bond. Uh-huh. But if they were gonna buy you playing children's love, and as I say, or Oswald, whatever the case may be, that's a good bond. But that's all you that's a comment you'll get. Yeah. Like I used to watch the folk in the middle of the street, and as I say, we him was their leader. Once he fired that in the thing in the street, See the time the row of went by. I uh-huh. was it? did you see your mom there? Did you see the height that went up? You could nearly lift him. They were still, and they were still then looking, looking away to see if he was still burning up in the air. Exactly. We're, we're losing that, we're losing that I know. contact.
0: I know, because even are. I was talking about with Scott from the, the Pride of the Mail, and he talked about Mursi and Mursi being ever one of those guys, and he his trick was throwing the bomb pull over a bridge. You know, whenever you oh. kind of let, and the and la- and catching it on the other side and stuff, you know, yeah. we, we tricks and things like that, there, you know, that really people remember and stands out. Well, that's it, right. But then there are health and safety issues come into everything nowadays. And, uh, and the, know. You get the orders
1: out, listen, you're not allowed to swing the pole and you're not allowed to do this here. And, uh, and, well, that's the other things that's it said, there's definitely a strict place from throwing their leader back up the south. Fall on top of somebody, it's a bit about
0: thumping the back of the head, as the man says. I know, you know. I suppose. So, um, talk. What happened with it? What happened to the the followers of Rangers? Obviously, sadly, no longer with us today. I know you did. Make you were talking about. You made a wee bit of a comeback for um, well, well, a season well, well, or so. Been, but what well, what happened to you? I've always been followers of Rangers. The name changed a bit, but it's always been
1: followers of Rangers. No, Billy Hilbert. And then it we, we went over you the know, like Halberton, which would have been the old name of Ulster Scots. And probably Halbert, at that time, was Halberton. Uh-huh. But we're all with of Rangers. Followers of Rangers really just I ended when we did our fortieth. And When I said it ended, at the end, it didn't end. of the still band members. I came off at the very beginning with a boy Ronnie Birch. <clears throat> Ronnie was the first bandmaster. Now we changed the name of the band to the John Birch Memorial. Still Polly Albert, but it was all the followers of Rangers guys still in the band. Uh-huh. John Porch he was murdered in, uh, uh, let me get it right now, 1990. I think it was April 1990. I uh, know um, it's 1994. Right? They murdered four of them outside Dame Patrick, blew up. And John was a drummer in our band. And as I say, Ronnie, their first bandmaster was our first teacher. Now, within our band, with hey, uh, him john borch who was killed or murdered should i say with his two sons who have grown up and are in the band, and we have his brother michael who was in the band, followers of rangers from the early days and he's still in the band. so the band is now called in memory of john borch memorial valley hilbert so the band's still going as so this is but it's all there and they still play the same sort of tunes lots of I'm sure you've heard them up and there have been at tons of competitions. And I think the last one up in the Gertrude but two years ago, like they cleaned up. They're uh-huh. very, very good band at the present time. You know, a tightly group with about 12 flitters and four to five drummer, a really tight squad. And big Raymond Milligan who was one of the next the founder members of Billy Hilbert Bowers Ranger, he's still in it. Uh-huh. And then his sons. So we've got that generation. You know, you talk about your your at in your genes, but all the employees was in the young bond, and they come up through, you know, when uh-huh. we're struggling, and now they're still in this bond here. And they're oh, very good, very good at the present time, you know, right. they're excellent,
0: good, good stuff. So, in terms of the positives that being a member of a band has brought to your life, what would you say they are? Well, our band, I say,
1: brought more positives to community. I stood there, went back. We formed another five or six bonds down the lower yard. Now the number of guys that we put through our ranks and the number of young fellows that joined bonds and then they go into other situations. Don't get me wrong. There's a few guys with then they were drug uh, pulled into the trouble like everybody else. Uh huh. But you didn't really appreciate how how many folk we kept off the streets because there yeah. was nothing there was nothing else. You know, you're in belly held most. Easterly point in the flood in the Holy Ireland, and to come to a bomb prep on a winter's night into a big orange hall and it's a coal fire. And I may tell you, the time you went home, you were still found, you know what I mean? you're still <laughs> freezing. So, you know, these boys were willing to do that. And then I was taking them two carloads home, down to Ballywalker, wherever the case may be, because there was never the bus service was rubbish. Um, you know, you either got a bus at the home at eight o'clock or you didn't get a bus at all. So it, it, that was. We put a lot into the community. You didn't realise that at that time. Mm-hmm. Now, the community supported us 100%. You know, as I say, the fun reason was poker tickets, ballots, cake sales, because it's all right, maybe lots of the boys in the towns, it was the clubs, if we went to the clubs and that was their, their band place. But we had to keep just money all the time. Same with buses. A bus from Belfast, maybe the car would have been £40 pound a hire. We were coming from Belly Hilbert. It was £40 pound before they'd even put their, their in Billy Hilbert to get to a parade. Like, uh-huh. And you were talking to lots of guys who were still at school. So there was other guys throwing the money in to cover these, but we, we, we brought their, you know, their, we brought their ma. Like, I used to talk to their ma's and things like that when they got from the Guinness Cakes for sale and things they got there. And you didn't realise here, I'm talking to Mullers here who have never met before and uh-huh. you could kind have of went to them and asked them for on again. As I say, the fun reason too was that we used to be a pub in Billy Hubbard called The Ship Inn. And our main fundraiser times would have been about June, July, and August when we would the class Jews boys as the townies come down. Right. The townies come down the <laughs> Billy Hubbard, the Caravan site. the townies, as we classed them, and I didn't even mean that in a derogative way because there were some great characters came down from the town. And it, came doing the lifetime Billy Hilbert, and, and owned houses in it and stayed in it and then and, and, but we went in there we put our tickets and ballot and they would here you go son here you go son here you and bought them so that them two or three months was real good fundraisers for us uh-huh. but another just from your own fundraising it used to be we used to want their time round there different villages rotting the doors want to buy a ballot you know they'd say 20 pH 5 for a pound, filling in their names and so on, all this here. But we thought about it then, in the end time. That says, listen, lads, see, this is our nonsense, wrapping doors and maybe earning 25 pound <laughs> a night. at there's mortar, like you know. So, as soon as we'll come up, thousand tickets to continental holiday. And this was about 1980, I suppose. Right. Like a continental, a continental holiday, in Billy Hill would have been nailing the them <laughs> on. First and first back and forth. And that's that's be telling you truthful. Or, or, <laughs> even Newcastle was, you know, our side of the world. is <laughs> a week a bit with a thousand tickets at a pound a shot. And the, you know everybody said, "Never sell them, never sell them." I said, "Listen, that's continental holiday, four hundred pounds. 600 pound profit here. This is a good killing. Uh-huh. And we were getting the first bonds today, that now Continental Holiday. And the thing was, we they went, we went to the, the person that got it and said, listen, you can get a Continental Holiday, voucher 400 pound, and we'll give you 350 pound cash. Uh-huh. Give, give us the cash, son. You know, that was... That, so it was... Aye. So we were always looking forward and another thing, remember then a a, a duck darby. Right. A duck darby. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a duck darby doing at the back of the house. Billy Hill just in Main Street up the, up the High Street, Shore Road, Harbour Road. When you're back at the 12th day, it's a, you get down back, done back. You'd it twice, really, to get on the bus. Uh-huh. But at the back of the house, was what was known. But do you know what a lane is? Yes. A lane. There was a big lane at London into the Irish Sea. And to boat, the, the toilets was outside. They were flush toilets, but likely in the earlier days, that was where the rubbish went under the and the lane that was washed out to the sea. But we decided it would do this. A duck Derby. And a duck derby was plastic ducks. And there was a number in their back. And we have got a thousand of these plastic ducks. Right. I got them. As a matter of fact, I think I got them from our football team for some. I got them. Okay. I got to know somebody in our football team. And I got these big bags of plastic yellow ducks, and the numbers uh-huh. on them. And we saw them at a thousand, thousand ducks at a pound of shot. Big fundraiser, but the lead wasn't even running well that night, you know, right. the lead, that was relying on the fish taking the water out of the thing. Uh-huh. I had to get up there in a big hose, a garden hose, just to make the flow of the ducks get <laughs> in the flipping. <laughs> like, they come out onto the Irish seat, commit out onto empty door side, but I found my Bans, you always had that every two years, plan something, should it be a new uniform or new sets of drums, keep them interested,
0: keep yeah. them interested Yeah. No, yeah. it, it, sounds, it sounds more, but what have you got out of being in a band? What would you say has been some of the, the things that you've got out of it? Plenty of headaches. <laughs> <laughs>
1: think, see, when you're in a band, I didn't know it was the same. Thing. See, when I was in the band, I was ordering bosses. I was getting ballots, I was going for flutes. I was going for drums. I was the, the go-getter. You knew the behind right. the scenes. It was never a here, let me be band captain there. Uh uh-huh. Trying to keep boys in order. right boys, come on, drink up out of the pub. Go and pay for bosses. I was that guy. Went to parades. You were, you were. Somebody was coming. Jack, I need a plume. Jack, I need a tie. Jack, I need this. Jack, you no, know, it was. It was just. I need this. I need this. That was relief when you got the parade ever. And everything <laughs> <went well. laughs> I mean, like, but out like it. But it like I, I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh-huh. I enjoyed every minute I was in bonds. Like as I say. I used to, lunch lunchtime, my lunch, nip away ever to see where, where the drums was at or maybe chase all our flutes when needed for the night or nip off from a from work to a lunchtime. You had to pay Ulster bus up front for your bus and all. I was just run, run, run and, and, uh-huh. and uh, it was all go and like from even uniforms, our very first uniform was I was a blue jumper and um, my wife, she was a dressmaker. She made us the flipping velvet dicky bows. Right. I had to go for materials for all them and for our black bricks was that was our first uniform. And then when we're getting uniforms it was running the Windsor Taylor and I was always on the go. All that was a band wasn't even doing the band practice on a Tuesday night. Uh-huh. About five nights a week. You were doing something about an old band. It was but listen, it was one he changed it to the world. Uh-huh. What, what you did miss about it is you never see a parade. I don't know if it's a sec, you feel the same, but when you're in a band, you never see a parade. You know, you walk into a field and you're lucky, maybe you see another five or six fans coming in after you. The only time I would see a parade is when it's Black Saturday. Right, okay. We would either have been at the front or at the very rear of the parade, and that's so long. If, if you're at the front, then you're going to see another follower of bonds coming in uh-huh. from all over the place, from County Down, or vice versa. If you're the last bit of the field, you can stand and watch them. Sure. But the 12th day in that, you were just into the field and... That was you. you. You maybe got a glimpse of another couple of bands, you know. But yeah, great times, you know. I know. See, in the 80s, I think the bands in the, but the 81, 82, 83, there were some great bands going there. Oh,
0: completely. See that. I think you're right. See that early 80s period. And I think for me, heading from sort of 82, heading into sort of 85, 86. Whatever else, there is a real kind of it almost like the, the scene had one of its heydays. You know, there was so oh, much, so much innovation happening, so many great bonds appearing, so many things to do with style and tunes and all sorts of stuff. It was real it was a real fantastic time to be part of a band. Well, see them there was
1: bonds then, you know, important thing and Arma, true blues and uh, there was all big, big bonds, you know. 30 plus guys and six and eight drums, you know, and they were all a uh, real, and it sat out sort of. We used to be now fast big at the end time, you know, you're going like the hammers to just uh-huh. sh- the freaking street, you know, that time. That's right, eh? But there was
0: great, great,
1: great, 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 great bands at that time, you know, really. Oh,
0: definitely. I remember whenever we were heading to Scotland, and I uh, remember the first time that uh, I came across the the Netherton Road. Neither of us, he changed oh, me a bit now, but the Netherton back then played really fast. It was like marching behind the Gurkhas. Yeah, it yeah. was like really, really fast. And a lot of the Bonds just, I always used to joke was, they must be in a hurry to get the parade over. That's why they're, they're walking so fast. Um, but the, the, the lakes of Natherton and uh, the, the county, White Rock and Drum Chapel, Protestant Boys, that real classic style now, they've got a real swagger about them now. They're not, they're not so fast now though. <laughs> That Curtis something else like that be a, uh, so they're from Mullerwell, aren't they? Yeah, aren't they? Pretty... The county's Mullerwell. Yep. Oh boy, I
1: uh, you, you look at their YouTube video. They are. It, it just seemed like a lot of guys that really can hear. Oh, we're really enjoying that is swagger with them. I like, like, that's absolutely brilliant. But yeah. I'm trying. It used to be a bit really big band from Armagh. I can't remember the name, but they were really fast. They had some beat that, you you were nearly running up the street after them. Like uh-huh. I can't even remember before, but they were. But um. But at, back at Billy Albert, follows Rangers. We were you know, the first bands to get the um, you know the big rope drums, sort of. Yep. Everybody's tension. But we we got an early the rope drums like a thick water size. Uh huh. And i remember going to chase that up, you know, not that from work and going to chase a drum. But and it was um, you remember we you, maybe knew your Oh, uh, Willie Hewitt, not the drum sounds. The, I think the drum sounds guy would have been Willie's granda. Right. But Willie Hewitt. Wally Hewitt was in um, Sandy Row, and it was uh, I think it was Charles Street, Charles Street South was where Wally was at. Uh-huh. And when we got our first flits from Essie, then they were, Mary was a hard woman to deal with. Like if it was fifty pound and thirty pence, do you want the flits? I want. I want the thirty pence as well. That was you know, that was Mary. That's why she yelled. She was mostly the Celtic bands, like. But uh-huh. um, <coughs> there was no prisoners with Mary. Like you had to pay exact money. But we got to know then a Wally hute. And uh, Billy made us our big, our big bass, our three quarter bass drum, which we had from '81. It was a real cracker, three quarter. And I can remember going to Billy's, and it was just what you call a typical Belfast kitchen house sort of thing, you know. Uh-huh. A big fire, and Wally's just sat in the wee stool, and the big drum would have been looking at him, you know, this way here in front of him, and he just sat and painting away. And you had to sort of squeeze in through the door to get the door shut because there was other right. pieces of all in the place. You know, that was a memory. And, and then he had, he had a bit at the back where he made those skins. I uh-huh. mean, I got to know him a couple of times, you know, and then But you had a new chat Maybe You sat in chat for our wives, you know, times. Generally. So there was him and there was another man from East Fast. And a matter of fact, the, the other boy from East Fast, I happened to be in a new lamb bag thing up in um, the Orange Stomberg House a while back. And there was a man there and he was talking about the lambeg drums and so on. And uh, that happened to be his, I think it was his grand as well. And I meant to get talking to the guy before he left, but somehow I never got talking to him. But these were the two old guys that made all the drums. And I got to know them then. And I used to go to the back where they did their skins, you know, the goat skins. Uh-huh. And, you know, he can still smell their ammonia and stuff, you know. Was right. the, but what the... And you just give yourself this, this is who these men have kept their tradition, old drums going, you know, yeah. throughout the years. And and, and that tradition, I don't know, but still, the boys make lambed drums, don't get me wrong, but uh-huh. we, never, we never moved on. Ach, we'll get enough there. I mean, I say, you know, came to band uniforms, there was a couple of boys, Marcus Taylor and then Windsor Taylor and did uniforms, but came to flutes, you had to get them shipped down from across the water, even though, okay, uh-huh. somebody makes some them a party. Had to get them shut down across the water. Came to getting your burries or your glengarries. Had to be shut down across the water. Side drums, same again. Premier drums, everything came across the shop. Like bands have been here for years. You think by that stage, we would have had places that made drums or would have brought apprentices yeah. along to make flutes and make bag drums I think remember getting the Dante drums, they eh, come into play. You remember
0: the Dante's? Yeah, they were mixed with big bonds used them. Uh-huh. And Dante's still a big, obviously a big player today. Obviously, with the the more bonds heading towards the the high tension drums and stuff like that there. And obviously and one of the the makes there along with the, the primary high tensions and the pearls. You know, are, right. are all and are used a, a good bit today. You know, but I mean, we're we have got something in regards to the flute makers here. Obviously, you've got Miller Wicks. You know, down in Kilkeel. I mean, they're making you know some great instruments down there. But I think you're right. I mean, we maybe haven't had the the same amount of people making instruments, given the fact that there's such a a high level of the tradition here. Although I know one of the things that we are going to talk about obviously is. In terms of what the role bands play in your life today. day, and you're involved in a, a faith and a drum club, aren't you? And and down in in Donnig-A-D direction. Yeah. And I know there's a isn't there a guy that makes is there a guy that makes faiths and stuff down in Donaghadee direction? There is. There's Angus Faith. That's where we got our face I as out say I'm with the band scene now,
1: but a good 12 year, maybe even more. But Still go down ban parades, don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. Still involved in the Royal Orders. And, I, I, you know, you just, but I think there's a stage. I knew there was a stage in my life in bonds. that here's a younger generation and I'm an old guy now. And I left from the band had got a brand new uniform and the band was going well. Right. I, never, I knew I wasn't even going to be in that uniform. I didn't even get measured for that new uniform. I just no. For the time I got that uniform in a year and a half's time, I know it was a younger team. Sure. They get the reins. And, and, and go for it, you know what I mean? So I think there is a time that bandsmen should say to their cell, now I don't know what age of group you had in the Raven, the Seedon and buy the cart. but there's a younger team missing. There's a younger team that coming along with us somehow or other at the present uh-huh. time. See when you get boys that are 40 and 50 years of age playing symbols and things you got there, that comes with the territory of Melody Bands, but that was the stepping stone for we lads to get that wee, wee seed inside them, I always thought or the triangle or some, get them on the street, give them that wee incentive to get it, you know, and and yeah. I think the flip band's time, and I, I've I said you, we just, we hinted at you earlier, there, I think most of the bands in, in Belfast, other areas, were associated with clubs, or would have maybe used pubs upstairs, or something yeah. like that, whereas our country boys was all being Orange Halls, you know, so uh-huh. um, I think there's this still of being with some parents, would I let my daughter go to a pub at 12 years of age to learn a flute. Now they'll let their daughters go to a pipe band because yeah, that pipe band has got a different image. Sure. Now, unless we get that image change. Now we could fill bands with lasses. There's no problem. Like no, and Billy Hilbert band and followers arranged band. have been game lasses being the band at the very beginning. But see we've been we doing numbers. I was better hand two lasses playing flutes than no hand two lasses playing Yeah, playing No, you're you're you percent right. I would say, see if there was a facility. For young lasses to go to a hall to learn flit, you to put other bands in the road where their ma's and dads would let them go to there before they, would, you know, before they would let sure. them go to a club. Uh-huh. I think we've created like a Protestant the faith and a Protestant the culture. Uh-huh. I think with that, you know, that's a, a, maybe a bit of a harsh dividing Like I'm putting it, when they say it's all the country boys or all it says there's no there's boys that's are more faith oriented with drum are. Sure. Maybe hymns and all that to play. Whereas, but that's the thing. That's what it is. If, if you're, if you only care. Yeah. Where we're not doing that, I'm, I'm maybe getting a bit political. Where we're not doing that, I said, we have no cultural halls. We have no, you had to go to some wee, wherever you're going. And all wee bond is to go. But we should, in this day and age, we should have a cultural hall that we can say here, there's six rooms in here. If a bond wants to form up, there you go. There's a, there's a room yeah. for you. And your tradition's there and learn your tradition. And, and and get it in its because we, we, have a, we have a culture of bonds, but with nothing to tie onto it's a tune but it's no yeah get the boys as you say they can sing a sass they can't sing pure the other verses uh-huh. they can sing Dolly's Bray but if I said what, what, what do you know about Dolly's Bray boys have you ever yeah. been to Dolly's Bray
0: yeah
1: I guarantee you nine, eight, maybe 60 folk out of 100 wouldn't even where is Dolly's Bray Jackie? yeah and you had to say, what I tell you, boys? See, next time you go to Newcastle, instead of turning left around about, take a right and, and go by over Dolly's Bray and see where it is. Uh-huh. You know, everybody's been to Tullymore Park. And if somebody said, what's Tullymore Park got a day with Dolly's Bray? It was Lord Rogan's Park right over, you know, Dolly, marched around Lord Rogan's Park, uh-huh. right over Dolly's Bray. When he got that inscribed, in uh, it's, no it's no one to the main set of boys. But yeah. then he teach them our history. Give them a tune. And like, Orange Tunes, he disappeared. The, the, our Orange Tunes, even on on parades, Yeah, Infos, no, you're right. You know, the last LP, I would say, oh, a, a boy singing Orange Tunes was, um, remember Bobby Hanby he used to be in Downtown Radio really, or some. Oh, yes, from Bobby, yes. Bobby Hanby, he, he was a great photographer, but Bobby Hanby came from down Traffic. A little persuasion, but came originally, I think, away from Bar or something down there, but Massive collection of orange tunes. You know, I've listened to him a couple of times. But Bobby Hanby brought a, a, an LP, and I would say it's maybe about the seventies. He brought a, a Boyne's Red Shores. Now, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but that's how boys in the mandolin. Bobby singing his wife, and a boy playing maybe the, the boar and the flute, and that all a pers- different persuasion. And the same of the best early. They play the Crimson Banner, Barry's Walls, the Orange made of Slago, all orange oh, yeah. tunes that. Yeah. Half of her boys getting it. If you ain't heard that LP, try and pick it up and listen to Bowen's Red Shores. How your voice was the name of the group. Now, see if somebody from Earth Edition commit to try and make an LP, we'll be criticized. That would wouldn't it be politically yeah. correct to do that sort of thing. You know, so that's how horrible. We're, that's how far we're still in the lane i know. You know i think
0: you're right there there's there's definitely an element of that in regards to i know that the orange uh the guys up in schomburg tried to do something a wee while ago they had that cd that was released you know the songs my father sung and uh, you know there was some traditional arrangements or, or arrangements of traditional tunes on it and stuff but I, th- I think you're right i think there's definitely something there that we're we're missing in regards to the, the tradition and the history that we maybe need to be, to reconnect with. Because one of the episodes that I did was with um, a guy from the, the US Old Guard, Mark Riley, and he I talked absolutely. a lot about, you know, um, knowing where you've come from, know your history and know your heritage, because that'll connect you even more. To the the music, you know, the music staff is obviously key, but the history and the heritage of where that's come from are connected okay. to you even more, you know. So I definitely think you're right, but I also think that some of the work that's being done up in like the likes of London you know, with uh, the the new the new Gates Art Center with Derek Moore and the guys in the London Diary Bonds former trying to, you know, to address some of these issues, and I know they would love to see some other. um centers up here and they've got a great place up there now. there's a really a good building up there and they're doing a lot of the stuff that you're talking about maybe they have I think of about 150 young people um who are involved with learning flutes and drums who aren't even connected with flute bands they're just down learning how to play a flute how to play a drum and stuff you know and really just connect them with that side of the the culture and getting about the history behind it as well so you're involved in the in the in this Fife and Drumming Club as well. So talk to me a wee bit about about D, Fife and Drum Club. What what is it? How did you get involved, and what's the hopes for it? Well,
1: yeah, um,
0: the boy Harold
1: Weir and his brother Noel, who just passed away last year, where uh, I I knew them being in the lodges and so on, and I was involved. I had sort of. Um, we festivals done in Day, pretty regular sort of thing and there were Ulster Scots festivals because that's where everybody moved from Donegadee to Scotland you know that, that was the uh-huh. Montgomerys now that connection you know, the whole Ulster Scots connection so they had the festivals doing at the pier and they had you know traditional making the bread and my and, and, and Angus Flits were talking about there went off and uh-huh. Davy Angus Davy makes all types of Flits Davy can make you a, a, a fight with a brush shaft to tell you the truth right okay flits. There's bushes called cresoline uh, bushes, and they, they grow in the back, mark, back the back of my garden. And Davy's made space to them there, so Davy would display space not there as well. And Harold and them, they had a drumming club going, but Shad really didn't know about And lamb eggs were the last thing in my head. Like when I'm right. lambing in the field, like I was away twenty feet away, just. <laughs> yeah. And I, but there's boys eating sleep lamb eggs, Don't get me wrong, yeah, and yeah. and. So I said, this is another tradition that these boys are trying to keep going. And then two or three wee young lads in it, we think lamp bag drum made up and everything, and they were absolutely brilliant. And being in that, they were also in the junior lodge. And as years went on, they moved up the ranks. So that was the, the, the sort of uh-huh. stepping stone as well. But they could have the lamb bread look brilliant so I says well I just says alright listen I'll maybe come down to you someday I right, come on ahead but I went down to harl and the, the wee lads were brilliant fifers today they were oh uh-huh. just do the brains do you like now they a different couple of notes they yeah. the, depend on the sort of fife you get you can get the you can get the C-sharp and you can get the D-fife but that, that, unless you're playing a lamb bread grummy they're, they're, they're wicked unless it's a low So so I just got involved with that there new they were, hey, one two but Seven Vipers, on with the the big long deep drums, the big John First, you know, the sort of regimental drums that you've got there, uh-huh. marching the war sort of thing. With two of them, and we had a big lamb bag. We've been to lots of wee festivals, you know, Belfast to DUP dinners, and we play. And I would do a bit of talking on it, and the bit of the tap was just here. Here's a tune, boys. On before we would play the tune, I would give them the history of the tune. I would uh-huh. tell them here that's what it's about. And Lolly Valera, whatever the case, is. this is where it came from. our honor Papers, telling the history of the honor Papers so that the folk know here, that's the history of the tune. And likely someone I've never heard the history of the tune before. So uh-huh. my bit is here, get play the tune and let them know what it's about. And you're you're putting it into it. folk to right hear, well, I know what that tune is. Next time I hear that, I'll know what it's about, sort of thing. And and Helen Cathedral, and everybody knows Hen Cathedral and uh, oh, a Scottish tune, and you tell them here, I think Helen it was a german composer and all this year it was built for the, uh-huh. you know, the good old history of the tune but it's keeping a tradition alive that is going a drum that'll disappear from this new, there's lots of drums i think in the arm i'm it down and the boys say drumming competitions you know margaret Hall, a big big competition there in july yeah after your 60 drums that the case may be step. but we have only done it a day bali robert and there's a couple of drums in youth nerds now you see in every orange hall doing the lower arts, I'd say there's an orange. Hook. There's a lamb bag drum either up in the, the loft or up in the rafter somewhere. A big lamb bag drum. Because uh-huh. used to, but that was all the hard. See to lose something to that that belongs to us so much. You can't. So that is my. That's, that's what's kept me there. Right. Keep this tradition alive. Boy, let let us get this in the speed. It was was he dad Put a faith with a lamb bag drum. That it, that it clicked in. Back down with me before the lamb bag drummers. As I say, I was away 20 feet we were about the road uh-huh. to hear me ears. But what I also learned was went to Skumbleby House end time. It was a lambeg sort of workshop thing, uh-huh. and the top class lambeg players from well, they were all invited. Up the Cain. must have been about oh, was 20 odd guys there, and us couple of boys from Donegal And the thing I didn't know was see it there competitions. They have their rhythms. They're four beat rolls. And they're six beat rolls. that keep hammering and smashing that, you know, whatever uh-huh. may be. Blah, blah, blah. But see when you put them up to playing with five, they were beating dogs. Right. They couldn't play their five. So uh, there's two. You, you had to be a long Bag drummer and play a long F. I played opposite. that was a completely different rhythm to them. We were sure. playing the Sash and the big They jing. It was never going to time in with it. Uh huh. didn't even know that. But and. When the boys said, listen, somebody come up and play the drum? This boy plays the fife. Nobody put their hand up at all, <laughs> except for <laughs> except for Big hard weir from Donoghue who knew he could could play with it. Right. So that's something you, you learn a bit. But like I think it's a thing that you, you have. We have to keep that history going. But I think we we feel in a sense that, as I say, I think we're good places to see, that thing in London. Very sounds very good, and yeah. it just shows you the hope that's going to go to that. And we need that. Like, what, what, are, what have we got in the edge road, really, to do some skin a center?
0: And
1: that's mostly traditional Irish stuff that you're
0: gonna like. Yeah, I, no, I, I think I think you're right. I think there, maybe there's room for maybe something there for cultural arts and stuff. You know, maybe I know you've got the Ulster Scott Center in terms of in the center of the town and stuff now. But I mean, maybe something that's in the heart of a, you know, a heavily, you know, a, a community that's that's heavily linked with bonds and a lot of bonds and trying to keep that connection with the culture is definitely maybe, you know, scope for that in regards to developing something and and it's definitely something I'm I'm. interested in looking into and how we might do that and one of the things i'm just as i'm I'm thinking while i'm I'm listening to you talk as well there jackie and one of the things i was wondering is maybe doing a follow-up episode to this here and maybe doing some of the stuff that you're talking about you know picking out some of those tunes getting a band to play them or getting you know um Copies of them, and then doing some of the history of those tunes and turning that into a podcast episode. If you if you were up for doing that, I'd be up for you know definitely recording something fun. like that. You know, I think I'd be brilliant. No, I think because we some great old songs, you know, that, that that he disappeared off the
1: scene. Uh-huh. Now, I wish we had somebody that, 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 that here. I'm gonna make an orange LP regardless of what a political record of the case may be. Now, there's plenty of songs, we're bringing in words that aren't suitable to folk. Don't get me wrong, there's plenty of songs. But like, uh-huh. if you let, let's, let's, uh, um I don't even dread even his name. Let's take Rod Stewart. When he goes out and sings that last song, it was a grace, a complete song that was a bit, you know, of a boy getting hung and shot, or whatever the case uh-huh. may be in 1916. Now, that boy could come both fast next week, and wait, we, there was fellow hall to listen to them. Uh-huh. Now, see if that was somebody from our tradition to say it, to bring out a song. something got like that. Even, they wouldn't even think of it bringing it. We well, wouldn't sure. anybody step forward enough to do it. Uh-huh. Because, as I say, I put it. Sometimes I put it in this. I know blaming schools, but schools hand folk a uh, a recorder. They just give them a new recorder. Now, don't get me wrong. That's that's an instrument to some of them and you hear the boys regularly regular saying you've got very few folk playing in recorder recorded when they're 40 or 50 years of age right. anyway like if you give somebody a flute in their younger days they can play it and for the only time you know what i mean yeah. i think even in the after school activity I never gotta try and get involved with that to try and get youngsters here you can come after school and learn a flute here
0: and then maybe they get to a certain age they're comfortable enough that their mass is going to let them step in there, but I do I hear what you're saying, and, and, and it, it 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 can't be maybe an element in terms of how how people look at it and so on, you know, or what they might allow the their young person to go to, um, but I think it's it's definitely. There is maybe something missing in terms of communities for bonds to be able to, to engage with or have somewhere that would be more inviting for for people to go and stuff, you know. So I definitely think I think you're hitting on something that definitely needs to be addressed at some point. How it gets done, especially in this day and age where we can't even meet up together at the minute, you know. Yeah, know. Um, it, that's that's I suppose. That's a bridge we can cross once we get back into uh, the swing uh, maybe trying to even get some practices up and running. So talk to me what about what's a typical night like at the the Fife the and Drummond Club? What kind of stuff do you get up to? Oh put the world to rights smashed nights after, you know, but just <laughs> it
1: just
0: it's I think
1: sometimes when boys are a certain age, you can let the touch paper so easy, you know, you can just go who <clears throat> played that note wrong, you know. It, you know, a money times that we won't play any, you know, because you're used to playing a flute in a knee and a face different sort of thing. And, ah, uh, so, uh, but it's, it's great. We'll we play a few tunes just when sort of, you know, like a load of tunes, just go a the sash and no surrender, really, really jig time in them sort uh-huh. of thing. Lou Robin, the Boys of Derry, We orange tunes and, and Mud carbon things they got there. And uh, we'll just play through them. And then, uh, so we we'll start with heavy cup of tea, or no know we cup of tea boys. <laughs> heavy, but we chat. We put the world to right. Brilliant. And then we we'll go back into it, and um, then we just, um, we we'll, we we'll change the drum, and but hey, you know we drop. Um, there's different beats on the drum. We'll for different tunes and then the boys change room and so on. So, nearly everybody can head go with the lamb bay and, and and also with uh, uh, Well, most of the drummers can not play the fakes, so I had to say that. They're no interested They're not the favorites can play the drums. Sure. But we've lost it, you know, with, with a bit there for we lads in it, and they we're ah, brilliant. But I think it's just when you, what I said to you way earlier on we, the younger team and our lads, there's a world gap. And they the moved on to the the, the, the Donegade Faith, uh big band, like the move yeah. from here to the to the band. So in a sense it was a good thing, you know, they moved on up there as well. But um, the, and you know, you it has to be an element that you can try and drag these, you know, these wee lads was coming and they were when we sat down there a couple of times, they were just, you know, they were just bored out of their skull. Like that's uh-huh. like well, that's name lads talking about Brexit, whatever,
0: <laughs>
1: And um but uh, no, it's um. I think I enjoy it. I'll still enjoy it, sort of thing. You know, you. Know, I don't think you ever get music
0: out of you if you. No, I don't think you or, can. I think once you've got music, and one of the things that I think you, you'll find is that. You know, especially when it's become from a marching tradition. I think for a lot of people, it seems to stay with them a heck of a lot longer than some other stuff, you know, and I think that's maybe that that camaraderie things, you know, where you, you need to be around people to really get a lot out of it and stuff, you know, where I can sit and play guitar on my own and create stuff on my own. There's that sense of being, you know, where I play, especially even with playing parts and coming up with stuff, that whole idea of being a collective you know, really makes it seep um, deep into the soul, I suppose. And for me, it's something that's never left me, even whenever I went and did. You know, I was playing guitar and upon, you know, and touring and doing, well, not touring, I was playing clubs and doing whatever else. Yeah. There's me trying to make myself sound like I'm up in Jagger or something. <laughs> you know what me you mean? Touring I mean? I just going to ask up, you for your autograph there. You know, but. Uh, but I mean, and, and I and I love that. But the the one thing that I've always been able to come back to is is my flute, you know. And yeah. regardless of whatever may have been going on in life, I was always able to come back to, to the flute and stuff. So say, for instance, yeah. lockdown was over and everything like that. There, when would these guys meet? Is it once a month, once a week? What's, what's well, once story? a week?
1: We were we uh, were and on once a week then meet uh, then once a week and then from seven to half nine. And say, so we have break in the middle of that. And the, it's good. Deep really? pressure on it. So, it's all bonds that, it's all boys that are a Bonds. You know Eddie, as you uh-huh. know Eddie, Eddie's in Billy Hilbert Bonner, And so Eddie's in the and Drumming Club. And then just wee boy Tucker. Yeah, I'll call him Tucker. It's really, his real name's Tommy. He's just a one through and through. You know, 100% uh-huh. Bonds from, you know, freaking nearly, as soon as you could he's these Nappies, he wanted to end they have Bonds. Right. So, and the, Still, Bondsman, the height, you know, he's in the back back the boys. So they start their bond up again, he's back into it, but and um he's in the fate. So and that's ah, just about out-boy. and then as I say, Harold Names from and back John Furris they're, they're originally from
0: day So that's where we that's
1: where we meet we'll meet in Orange Hall.
0: Brilliant. so it's one of those things it's never left you and regardless of what you know whether you're walking with a bond or not the the traditions kind of cap itself with you. you you it's something you can't shake it's part of your dna isn't it Well, the, lesson, the only cure is going to be the spade that's what we would say <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> brilliant all right well folks i hope you enjoyed that conversation with jackie there i know i did uh, we had a great time on like a lot of the podcast recordings you know even after the recording has stopped the conversation keeps on going and uh, i get some great stories to share next week we are joined on the podcast by diana culbertson from dunloy accordion and i have been looking forward to getting an accordion band featured on the podcast for quite some time and it's quite fitting that it's dunloy who we are featuring and uh, i consider dunloy to be one of the best bonds on the road, not just one of the best accordion bonds on the road. And uh, Dan and we had a great conversation about... Nine days ago or so and uh, just talking everything bonds and you know really really passionate person about bonds and um, i know you're going to enjoy that episode as well we do have a couple of bonus episodes i'm not 100 percent sure how i'm going to progress with some of those the current affairs one will definitely get released um this week coming and then i have another one that i've recorded with uh, gareth mulvana and uh, it's almost like a, a follow-up to the one with with Billy Hutchinson and we're talking about Gareth's book uh, about the tartan gangs and stuff so we'll keep you up to date in regards to when that one's coming up and then our very last episode of the season is going to be with uh, John Brown from the Green Gars Thistle and I know that you'll enjoy that one as well so if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you do. You can do that in a number of ways. You can go to made or our website, and you can check out all of the episodes there. Or if you use your mobile phone like everybody does for everything, then all you need to do is get a podcast app. And search for me the and you'll get access to all of our podcasts there. You can also keep up to date with things via our social media pages on Facebook and Twitter as well and the thing that started this all off was the book that i wrote called made the parade and it's still available and still selling well and we even had a couple of giveaways there on the virtual bond parade recently and uh, those guys will be looking forward to getting their copies of the book so make sure you join them lend yourself a tenner buy a copy of the book on amazon and um, enjoy a story a positive story about bonds in northern ireland And a quick word of thanks to our sponsors um, Those people who continue to support the work of Made the Prairie financially And I really appreciate all your support guys Because without you we wouldn't be able to keep this thing um, going So thank you very much and in light of that, there are a few things that you can get from us in regards to helping us keep things going. Um, we have some t shirts and mugs that are available. So if you would like to get a hold of one of those, the t shirts, if you just let me know what size and colour you want. They're a tenner and if you need them post it out to you, it'll cost you three pounds for postage and packaging. And then we have mugs available for Fiverr, and they'll also be on that three pound postage and packaging as well. If you just email me the book at gmail.com and I uh, get that sorted out for you so until next week folks look after yourselves take it easy and stay safe